Greetings from the Long Island Sound podcast. Welcome to the show. Please rate, review, and comment on the show. And call our listener line and leave a message for our guests. Dial 631-800-3579. All right, enjoy the show. Thanks for joining us for the Long Island Sound podcast. Each week we explore new music and dive deeper with the artists and their stories behind the music. Please subscribe and rate and review us wherever you stream this podcast. Here's your host, Steve Yusko. Ever wonder what influences your taste in music? New York is blessed to be the all-you-can-digest banquet. In today's episode, we meet the band Damn Tall Buildings as we explore their beginnings and look back at a decade of growth as they embark on the premiere of their latest album, Sleeping Dogs, set for release in September. Let's check out their song, What a Nice Life. Down right in front of me. 
I'm so excited about our guests today. The band calls themselves Damn Tall Buildings. The members are Max Capistran, Sasha Dubik, and Avery Bellotta. They've found a home in the backwoods of Brooklyn. They hail from New Hampshire, Pennsylvania, and Montana, one of my favorite states. We'll sample some more songs from their soon-to-be-released album, Sleeping Dogs. Witty and engaging, I found their music to be energizing as they sing as witnesses into the world they explore. Two of the trio are here with me today, and I say, welcome, Max and Avery, to the Long Island Sound Podcast. Welcome, guys. Hey, good to thank have you. Hey, thank, thanks for having us, Steve. We're excited to be here. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what really works out for these guys? We're doing this on Squadcast. They don't get to see my ugly face and my expressions, so <laughs> you know we'll, we'll have to use their imagination. That's right. It's an active. We imagination. just have this little circle picture of you. Yeah, <laughs> you look great in your in your avatar. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very very white hair. <laughs> so, um, guys, I've been listening to your music for for the past three days. And uh, it's it's kind of like speed dating when it comes to artists. You know, oh, I, yeah. I kind of dive into their music and I really enjoy it. Uh, it's just really kind of really uplifting. The vocals are really phenomenal. And um, I don't, you know, you're kind of Americana bluegrass, but I don't like to jam anybody into one genre. And you know what blows my mind is you guys are in Brooklyn. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, it yeah. probably blows your it blows your mind too. Very much. I mean, Brooklyn's honestly for anybody around the world, Brooklyn is the place to be. Um well it put. is uh, yeah, Manhattan's yeah. Manhattan used to be the center of the world and it's Brooklyn. Yeah. It's Ooh. uh it's Williamsburg, it's Long Island City, which is Queens right next door and all that stuff. There's a lot of great places. Anyway, I'm kind of yapping away. We agree. So, um <laughs> so so we're missing Sasha. So um, we're going to talk about her a lot. That's right. And, yeah. and have Main her... topic of conversation. I've got a lot to say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so so there's a lot to, to read, uh, read about you guys. You all went to Berkeley, right? Up in Massachusetts. That's right. Which um, you're my first Berkeley uh, artist. So, um, and I hear a, a lot of great things uh, about Berkeley. And uh, so, so kind of tell me how you guys got together. Uh, yeah, we got together, um, playing tunes on the street, uh, busking on Newberry street. Um, okay. you know, we all met through various avenues while at school. Um, but we really connected on a lot of old, like blues and, and rock and roll. And, and then I was bringing in fiddle tunes and stuff like that. And we were kind of all learning together from anything that we were listening to or had played before and. And then that just ended up melding really well. I, and I'd say that that was the kickoff. Was so, for, so for those who don't know, New, Newberry, Newberry Street, right, mm-hmm. is in Boston. It's, um, it's, a, it's like a shopping street almost, right, right. with, with uh, brownstones. And, and, you know, if you can imagine the Cheers bar, you know, the basement <laughs> bars, right? There's a lot of that oh, stuff yeah. and a lot, yeah. of, a lot of bed and breakfast. It's, co- it's a cool part of Boston. And Boston is a great, is a great town. It's a town you can walk you know, uh, in the course of like three or four days, but it's um, right. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's spread yeah. out, but it's, um, it's certainly something you can get around town, you know, pretty well. Yeah. So, so, um, uh, you weren't on the street, you were in school, but playing on the street, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. I just want to clarify. <laughs> yeah. Careful. At that time. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, 
Max, you're you're the main songwriter from what I from what I've read, and um, you know you just kind of bring Avery along with the fiddle. Yeah, um, that's how it's always carrying him. Yeah, he's small, <laughs> well, so it's not too heavy. It's not the terrible, fiddle's small yeah. too. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, so you meet in college. Would, was there a lot of different um, uh, versions of? damn tall buildings and did you call yourself damn tall buildings right from the get-go uh that's a good question that, that's a loaded question there's a lot of answers in All there right. uh okay uh we'll the, pick one I'll pick, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll pick one uh the first uh i guess we first started as uh, me and avery here uh and there was a mandolin player there is a mandolin player he uh he's on our next record a little bit he he came in uh did a tune uh, Dylan McCarthy, he lives out in uh, Lyons, Colorado now, but he started okay. uh, started playing with us when we were playing on the street, and he brought in a lot of bluegrass, old country songs, and we owe a lot of our chops to you know him bringing in a bunch of stuff and having us just like hop up and play with him on it. So, but playing on the street is how we kind of started the three of us, and we had a, another friend uh, who was in a band for the long a long time, uh, Jordan Allman. Uh, he just left us about a year ago. Uh, mm-hmm. or two years ago. No, it was like a year and a half ago now. Uh, and now we play as a trio, but, uh, it was the four of us out on the street. Uh, and we were having a great time. We were always like best friends playing on the street. And Sasha was always with us, hanging out, having a good time. And we didn't have a bass player. We had a mandolin, fiddle, banjo, and guitar. And so, mm-hmm. uh, we decided that, uh, I'm oh, sorry, a squad shot just happened. Where they take a picture oh, I, I of took us. A, I took a, sna- I took a <laughs> snapshot of you, so it's proof like, that you exist. Are we <laughs> shutting down? What's going on? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> um, but anyway, the four of us were playing on the street. We were good friends with Sasha, and uh, Sasha, uh, we needed a bass player. So uh, one day, we convinced Sasha to go down the street to a bass rental shop and to rent an upright bass, and she started playing right on the street with us. Uh, and the mandolin player, Dylan, eventually had to move back to Colorado. So that's how it ended up being the four of us uh, on the street. So we've interchanged a few members. But Was Sasha a bass player from the get-go? Or, um, no. No, she, no just a vocalist. That happened so much. Uh, it happened to me in a, in a church band where, uh, you know, I'm a, a not a very good guitar player. And they're like, hey, we need some bottom to this. Why don't you pick up the bass? Heck yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, okay. I don't know if I would, should have been insulted, but it's like out of necessity, you know. It's kind oh, of amazing. It's crazy that like the most important instrument is uh, like the least available out there. It's hard the to find, you know. The, yeah. yeah. The bass just like holds it down. So, And they're, uh, and they're in demand. You know, yeah, you pick up the bass. Yeah. And so, all right, let's let's reel back the pages a little bit. I'm really interested, and, and answer individually if you don't mind. Is at what age did music kind of grab you, or did music find you? And what instrument did you pick up, and and how'd you go about it? So let's let's start with Avery. All right, uh, yeah. I mean, as far back as I can remember, music was pretty uh, a part of me, pretty you know mm-hmm. deeply. In there, I knew something was calling to me from from in there, <laughs> from in the sound. Okay. And uh, my mom uh, grew up singing and, and playing some instruments and stuff. And one of those instruments okay. she used to tell me was the violin in her elementary school orchestra. So wow. that one locked into my head. And uh, when I was nine, um, 
ended up going to like a used instrument swap at the local high school and uh found a half size violin and with it uh a teacher um so that was that was the entrance into the fiddle world she uh uh grew up a competition fiddler um and oh but was teaching elementary school and middle school orchestra as well. So she had this great um, way of, of being able to teach me both by ear and by reading. Um, so I think that that ended up giving me a really solid foundation uh, into where, like, everywhere that music has taken me, which is cool. Nice. So you had the influence from mom. Was any, any other family members uh, musical as well? Uh, you know, my dad has a lot of rhythm um, and has uh, is is not sure uh, what to put it on. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> okay. I, I've definitely seen him uh, do great on on like a a, a drum of any kind. Um, but he's a toe tapper. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Loves music, which is great. Um, and then my brother, uh, started the fiddle. He was three when I was nine. Uh, and he started the fiddle at the same time and he's a great, all right. Let me, let, let me ask you a stupid question. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that, that's what mostly my questions are is you call it a fiddle. Yes. And, and is that just a nickname for your violin? I'm, I'm serious. Cause I, I, I don't know. I love this you question. Know, what... Um, cause there's a few different answers to it. Uh, my favorite answer and the truest to me is that you can spill beer on a fiddle. That's the biggest <laughs> difference between a violin Quietly. and a fiddle. I love that. That's my favorite. Um, and my fiddle is definitely a fiddle. <laughs> uh, gotcha. But I, I really, it's funny cause I was, I grew up playing in orchestras and quartets and a lot of the like classical world. And uh, one of the greatest, you know, solo violinists um, ever, Itzhak Perlman, uh, mm. uh, he always, I was watching a documentary one time and he, you know, he's like this incredible violinist and he's like, yeah, the fiddle. <laughs> I, I always really love that. It's, 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 you know, it's the gypsy, uh, uh, the everyday man right. instrument. But I, I tell you, I have a tremendous amount of respect for it because it's one of those instruments, anything with a bow, mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, it, it's when you're learning it, man, it just can sound horrible. You know, even, even slide guitar, you know, it can just be painful. I would think for everybody. Mm-hmm. And if you can muscle, if you can muscle through it, um, yeah. you know, God bless. You yeah. Know, it's it's, yeah. it's it, kind of cool. All right, Max, get back on camera. Let me see. You, <laughs> Patience for those, uh, fretless, yeah. uh, instruments. I tell That's you, right. yeah. I'm a frets guy. I'm a frets guy <laughs> myself. <laughs> All right, all right, we can talk. We can go. De- we can go deep on frets. <laughs> I'm a frets guy. Uh, my musical history uh, kind of began at, like so. Blink One Eighty Two put out "Anima of the State" in 1999. I would say I probably didn't get my ears on it until 2001. Uh, but from there, uh, I was obsessed with the song "All the Small Things," just like many yeah. children my age, and I wanted to be a drummer so bad. And my parents <laughs> refused to let me play the drums just because, like, it's loud. Uh, so and they're, they're smart. Like, yeah, <laughs> and they're smart, right? So they made me play guitar. And, like, I think I started, like, nine. And I just, like, was so motivated to learn the guitar for, like, a hmm. year because I wanted to play the drums. And then after a year, like, I was pretty good at the guitar. I was natural at it. And, uh, I like, I just, like, kind of kept going on the guitar and I never got to the drums. So my parents' whole 
dirty scheme totally worked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that was like what brought me into music was just uh, Travis Barker just nailing on the drums in uh, Blink-182 and then me wanting to do that. And I, I didn't end up going that route. But I, I'd say my whole musical career has been an absolute accident. I wanted to be really? a drummer in a punk band and I, I play guitar in like a bluegrass trio. So, you know, right, but right. I will say, though, while we're on the topic, bluegrass and punk, way more interconnected than we give them credit. Super similar. That's the first for me to hear from. What's what's interesting, I you know, it's kind of funny. You can kind of as 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 a senior guy. All right. I'm 61. You get kind of locked into the music of your youth, you know, as far as, OK, as influences. And I kind of went through a change in the past few years where I said, you know what? I don't want to be the guy who's reminiscing about stuff and seeing tribute bands all the time. I got to really open, honestly, I got to open yeah. up my wor world. Um, one of it, one of the things that helped me was WFUV in uh, the Fordham radio station, which Love gave that. me Neil Young, but then really opened my ears to a lot of other things. And then once I started this podcast, and that's this is my hope for the audience is to show them the well i keep on saying the wellspring of talent in the new york and long island area but the metropolitan area it just kind of blows my mind i mean i'm in an, i had another group uh called the locksmiths a guy named robert robert bach he's from uh queens and he was telling me about all these different communities which are bluegrass americana you know all you know songwriting uh, rounds and stuff like that and i'm like Oh my God, you know, because you have something in your mind about Brooklyn. You think the Godfather and its Italian songs and it's, right. a, you, know, uh, uh, you know. We do play a mean grinder. Tarantella. <laughs> do you? Oh, All right, yeah. cool. <laughs> there is a, uh, a wedding singer uh, future in your, in your future there. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's the cool thing. And, and um, Americana is, is kind of a broad genre. It covers a lot of stuff, but... Um, the one thing, I'm just giving you my impressions of listening to your music. It's just so engaging. The harmonies just kind of permeate through it. And it's uh, what came to mind to me, and I'll leave this to the audience to discover your music, is I'm picturing I'm in your living room while you guys are playing, you know? And it's that, and you know, that's a comfortable feeling, to be honest with you, uh, especially in this day and age I'm glad to hear um, of... Uh, family music, if that makes sense. You know, it, it was just, I don't know, that's my first uh, initial impressions. Let me ask you this, and then we're going to take a break in a minute. I'll ask you the question, we'll take a break, and you'll come back and, and, and kind of go about it. So you're coming out with this album. Hopefully, I believe this podcast on September 9th is going to be out the same day. I think I can pull it off, wow. all right? Because we get the most bang for the buck. Very cool. By promoting damn tall buildings. My question is, how did the quarantine affect you guys um, over the past two years? And when we get back from the break, we're going to explore that. Hang with us, everybody. We'll be right back. At the Long Island Sound, we're much more than a podcast. We're building a community. Please go to gigdestiny.com. Check out all our social media links. Subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. Please comment. Call the listener line. Tell us what you think, what questions we should ask, who we should have on the show. And most of all, we thank you for your generous support. And remember, support the artists who are guests on the show. Now back to the podcast. Hey, everybody. We're back with Max and Avery, two of the trio from Damn Tall Buildings. Who are we missing? Sasha. Is that 
Sasha. Yeah, Sasha. Sasha had other better things to do, but, you know, (laughs) we'll tell a lot of stories about Sasha and she can't comment on it. So that's what... That's what you get. So what I left you guys with this question. Uh, how did the quarantine, how did COVID affect, affect you guys, you know, uh, both musically and everything else? How did it, how did it work out for you? Uh, I'll go first. I would say I, uh, in so many different ways, you know, there was so much bad, there's so much good, uh, a lot of stuff. I mean, we were kind of like headed towards a really big summer of a lot of, gigs back to back a lot of big Mm. festivals and uh i think it was potentially going to be a lot for us and maybe too much maybe we weren't ready to handle all of that was coming towards us uh and so that's kind of how i think about it now because uh for us it was like this necessary break that we hadn't taken you know we've been a band now for 10 years and uh we hadn't really stopped we've just been kind of hustling and going out on the road and doing moving and kind of trying to make albums, just trying to go, go, go. So we finally took, you know, some needed time off, uh, at least for a full year. It, we did like a, a, definitely a full year of no gigging at all, a year and a half, mm. I'd say. Uh, and it was weird not being able to perform with people. And it was weird not seeing each other. Like me and Sasha lived together. So we saw each other all the time, but we only saw Avery every once in a while. And Jordan, right at the beginning of, uh, our old banjo player right at the beginning of the pandemic uh, went right back home to uh, Northwest, the Northwest United States, out uh, right mm-hmm. out outside of Portland, Oregon. So we didn't see each other. So we were separated for a while, but it gave us all time to really figure out like who we were individually and who we were outside of this project. And okay. for Jordan, he realized that he needed a break from this and he needed to step away. And that, that was good for him. And for all of us, we all took kind of our own like new experiences from, uh, this shared experience that we all had. Uh, and I think that, you know, can be heard a lot in our album. We kind of changed our sound a little bit in the album. We uh, recorded it all on our own. And this whole like new creative process, I think, came out of like having to be at home and having to not be together and not be doing the things that we're so used to doing over and over and over again, uh, just mm-hmm. like a total change up. So that was a long answer, but. No, no, that that's fine. Did now would you say you were more prolific in creativity during that time or was just different or you were you know, pretty pretty much consistent in well, you're the writer. You you write most of the most of the songs, not all the songs. But how was it for you? It's funny cuz you're going to Don't worry, two, Avery. Avery, we'll get I'll, to you. Get, I, gather your I'm, thoughts. I'm in the peanut gallery over here. This is great. Two okay. very different answers, man. You're going to get from me and Avery. Like for me, I did basically no music at all i didn't really write at all for a year i didn't play guitar that much like i i surfed a lot and uh saw my family and hiked and spent a lot of time outside wait 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 wait. what do you like a trust fund baby yeah i'm a trust fund baby no i wish could you talk to my parents (laughs) no i mean i'm like yeah i'm like i took i mean I took a year off. I didn't do any this. I did that. I went surfing. Oh, no, I like... was still working. <laughs> was oh, teaching. okay. okay. Teaching music. Right. Yeah, no, no, no. no oh, you teach music. Teaching. You teach yeah, music. Yeah, I teach music. Yeah, yeah. So, All right, so uh, you, you were earning a living. I was earning a living. I wish right, that I wasn't. I, I've been pissed about me not being a trust fund baby for so as long. As long as I've known you. Yeah, as long as Montana's known me, I've been complaining. 
Well, let me let me tell you. I mean, my envy meter was really high when you're like, oh, you're going to take yeah. time away. And I'm like, son of a bitch. You know, what's with this guy? You know, I got to I got to do more research. Being on a these musician, people. dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, please. I'm rich other. as hell, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So so it, it's obvious you're the lyricist because you're doing most of the talking. Let's 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 hear from me. <laughs> you know, let's let's give uh, <laughs> Yeah, short and sweet. Uh, <laughs> I am not. Um, yeah, the the pandemic uh, time was, like Max said, a really, ultimately, it became kind of a necessary shift in consciousness for all of us. Uh, mm. In the in the act of everything that we were planning on and everything that we were getting ready to do and really had been working on for the last, uh, at that point, like eight and a half years, something like that, um, it was the, the kind of forced break um, really distilled everything that mattered ultimately, which was like playing music together and like... Right. Going back to the, to the busking days almost in, in spirit. And realizing that keeping that at the forefront uh, was the only way that this could sustain itself. Because there was a lot of question about sustainability after a while when everything was like paused True. and we're like, oh, every one of us is burnt out. Like we were burnt out before this paused. Uh, let's think about that, you know. So it's a blessing in disguise to, to a certain extent for, for all Absolutely. of Absolutely. Yeah. And then Max is joking me. about the, the difference in musical activity. I uh had the benefit of uh living with four to five other other folks <laughs> in my uh oh so you were in a comedy oh yeah pretty much nice. yeah right in right in bed <laughs> it was really great and we're all musicians and we set up a recording studio in our basement so we we, we oh, made cool. a quick uh rock and roll record <laughs> a quick ep oh nice and then um and then i felt ready to uh you know i felt looser musically coming back nice uh we, well you know what's I'm, I'm sorry i'm jumping on your words here but you know it's really kudos to you guys 10 years together is a is a is a, is a big deal <laughs> in this day and age you know um you, you don't look that old i mean you look like you started when you're 12 you know but no, <laughs> no 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 seriously 10 years is 10 years together says you know we've, we've got a strong relationship and then you maintain it through quarantine that that's that's a big that's a big deal to me, and and that I I think as people will and myself including explore your music, knowing that kind of kind of is kind of cool to say. Okay, what they're witnessing, they probably had some interaction together, and I'm kind of reading into things, but yeah, I I think it's it's something magical, you know. I I you've, so you've been together ten years, you, you obviously got the formula down. Uh, you said you changed some of, of your your sound a bit. T tell, tell me about that. Tell me about, one, in the beginning, how did you find your voice, meaning the voice of the band, and then tell me what you mean that it changed or evolved, either of you. I'd say we're the voices, just it's still a journey that we're on, but I feel like we've, we're closer to our authentic voice than we've ever been before. Uh, we, we have a lyric from one of our songs that's, I am not myself. I am yeah. everyone else. Uh, yeah. and that's kind of our motto in our band. And I wrote that line, uh, just 
just thinking about how like I think about what everybody thinks all the time and I'm I never am able to just think purely my own thoughts and could you ever can you ever think of your own thoughts like there's so much on the outside coming in and right. we're so manipulated by everything you know that what is an authentic thought and what is an authentic sound and like that comes up with us uh, our banjo player Oh my! So this so this band has always been so honest with me about hmm. my songs. Uh, okay. So if they like them, they're very open. But if they don't like them, they will tell me. So it's been an amazing. Uh, I have a great like review system, and our banjo player, like back in the day, this was like eight years ago now. He was like, "Stop trying to write bluegrass songs. They've all already been written." And I was <laughs> oh, like. Wow what but he was right like i i needed to stop trying to write another bluegrass song because i what am i who am i to write about bluegrass songs i don't know about any of this material i do know about riding trains more than most people do these days because i live in new york city but it's not the trains that they were talking about you know so it's totally different uh so i would say that like through the pandemic and through just like growing as a band and trying out all these different sounds uh like you finally kind of get to learn like what your actual vocabulary is. And then having that break where we got to like really reflect on mm. who we were, all of our influences. Uh, and like then to come out of that, I feel like it was almost like a rebirth of our music in a way. Wow. That's interesting. And look, you know, as I was thinking as you were talking about that, and I don't know where I, I heard this, but I heard that, when somebody wins a Grammy, like say five people are nominated for a Grammy, okay, the person that wins the Grammy is usually great. They continue their next album. They're experimenting. They're doing more. The other four-fifths of them reanalyze themselves and try to stay in what they know instead of being creative and, and, and challenging those guardrails. And they tend to fail. They they looked at it over you know decades of what happened to the nominees within this category. So it's it's kind of interesting, you know. And I'm I'm probably more of a critic, you know. I can't even watch, you know, America's Got Talent and these other things. And or uh, if I hear any more, um, uh, when they tune the voice in the song, yeah, uh, auto tune. I auto tune like you know makes my scrotum fill up. It's just, just, it's just, it's like, oh my god. And then I compare it. I compare it to listening to your music. Even when you did the uh, the tinny start of the one song, it almost sounds like a tinny radio, and then grows in. Yeah, you know. And and I'm like, that it, it was. <laughs> What came in my mind, I have pictures in my mind, is I'm tuning the radio. I'm tuning into damn tall buildings. Oh, yeah, I got the station clear. You probably, yeah. in Montana, this happens a lot as you're tuning the station. Was that the effect you were trying Absolutely. to get? Absolutely. I'm For so sure. happy to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> I got it right. Yeah. Yeah, it right. yeah. You, you're killing You got it right. We got it right. That's <laughs> can end the podcast right now. I'm so intuitive. <laughs> that, that That's really cool. But you know what? It's one of the things that's interesting to me that you said, you know, where we get all these inputs, you know, you can get sensory overload, right? And, you, and by the way, you live in sensory overload in, in Brooklyn. And you can look at it two ways. You can look at it, hey, I've got all these great influences. I got an African beat of this music. I've got all these things and I'm take 
you can shut things out or take things in. So I think that's kind of cool. But then it's also finding the time, finding the sol- what I call solace time. It's almost like prayer time. You know, that time where I can just meander with my thoughts, you know, and, 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 and work it. And that's where songwriting comes in. The difference between me and you guys is I've written a thousand songs, at least pieces of a million songs, but I've never acted on it. And singer song, and especially songwriter, you guys act on good or bad. You act on your muse, I, and I, I'm I'm being honest with you that I think that is a great talent and skill that can be worked, however you work it, you know. And I'm not going to ask you. So how do you write songs, and how does the muse come to you? you know? We can explore all that shit, but it's uh, give me the music, give me the music, the way you put the vocals together and it ties. It's just really. It's it's nice. It's it's kind of neat, you know. I'm really curious to see how what I've heard on the album, how you do that live, uh, particularly with the vocals. Because now, who's who are the two vocalists that harmonize? Are you doubling up um, Sasha, or am, um, I, am I giving the keys to the uh, ingredients to the recipe yeah, away? No, yeah, yeah, don't tell yeah, them. Nobody man. knows. Yeah. <laughs> There's only three on stage. <laughs> Who's singing? <laughs> uh, no, it's me. Me and Sasha. Most of those like dual vocals for most right. of the songs are me and Sasha. But uh, Montana is layered in like pretty much every one of those as well. Uh, we do a lot of three part harmony, which we take from this Americana music tradition that you know we try to honor uh and also kind of make our own uh but yeah right i mean you have you have you have like that framework to work in i i I was reading the year epk about you know the carter family and and working with and if you think about it if the electricity goes out tomorrow i could still hear damn tall buildings yeah we're good to go dude yeah right that's great yeah if the electricity goes out nationwide i think that's going to really be what takes us to the next level in our career. <laughs> yeah, we sure. can only hope. We can only hope. <laughs> it's a, our prayer is that everyone gets off the grid, has solar right. and uh, not Elon Musk's battery, somebody yeah, else's yeah. battery, Those and uh, we battery. can listen to Americana music. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I want to I want to jump into I'd really would love to talk about Sasha and and like tell us great stories about Sasha so we can build up envy of, you know, Sasha should have been on the um <laughs> Uh, on the uh, uh, on the podcast, you know, um, <laughs> but we won't do that. We'll be. Cool. I want to. Um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, you know, you guys can talk about whatever you want to talk about. Um, <laughs> but I want to talk about uh, the second song you brought to the table, which is podcast. So tell us uh, a little bit about that. Very tied into what we're doing here, and and then we'll have everybody take a listen to it i love it well that's i mean speaking of sasha that is uh her her song that was uh one of the first there's two songs on this record that showcase sasha's debut songwriting prowess which is so cool uh and podcast is great because we recorded um a lot of the record uh well we recorded our the record ourselves um so the first time we've self-produced and self-recorded um and we had some great uh, guidance from our buddy, uh, Dan Cardinal, who uh, mixed and mastered it as well. And we did our mm-hmm. last record with him. So he was great in like helping us with what gear to get and whatnot. Um, but back to the song. We were in uh, Margate City, New Jersey, 
which oh down by the shore shore, which we love um and uh it was super super fun um to set up some some tracking rooms and like kind of all over we just kind of moved all over the house recording and uh trying a bunch of stuff and uh sash was writing this song at the time um and there were a few times during that first session where max would go out uh, take the board out and, and start surfing. And Sasha and I would be walking the beach and she was just workshopping these lyrics. So then we started working on the lyrics, like to the verses, uh, just bouncing stuff off, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of our first time co-writing. This is the first time the whole band has co-written anything. Um, and we were like, oh, I don't know what, what's the B part. What's, what is, what's the point of the song? You know, it's like, these are great verses. Mm-hmm. They make us laugh, but why? <laughs> like, and then yeah, Max yeah. came in with this killer chorus from a song that we didn't like. And, <laughs> and, he, and, uh, but the chorus is great. So, so it comes in with this chorus and it's like, it just melts so perfectly. So, um, that was really cool. Uh, I'm glad that we're talking about this song cause I really love that song and how it came together was so, uh, organic to, especially how we're, re- how we were recording and creating the sound of this record, uh, in real time, that song was, uh, being like written. So, um, really fun. Nice. Yeah. All right. Let's send out this uh, tasty tune to our audience and have a listen to podcast. We'll be right back after it.
curtains in your closet. I can hear all the knocking, getting to ya. I hope you let it. When I look in the mirror, couldn't get any clearer. I'm high as hell and I need some water. guys we're back with damn tall buildings we're with avery slash montana and max and let me tell you that most embarrassing story about sasha that you told during the break i can't believe it that was amazing it's pretty good right we gotta well, i gotta get her so, on here someday and <laughs> send me the, send me the pictures from the story and i'll put it in the chapter oh, marks okay and 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 sasha will know which embarrassing moment we're talking about <laughs> no i'm only only kidding only kidding i always like to rib part of the group that's never on the podcast and it's she only will fair. damn be on the podcast in session two <laughs> yeah right exactly <laughs> sasha retorts. hey let's let, let's talk about this album release you got coming up on september 9th tell me you know so so you kind of jumped into laying the tracks down and stuff like that and you know, did you record it in different places? Give me some background and uh, got to be excited about it, I'm sure. Stoked, man. First record that we recorded on our own, like Avery had mentioned. You know, we did it in Margate City and in our our apartment in Brooklyn. So uh, actually right where I'm sitting right now, we did some of it. So uh, we're pumped because it's like so much of us. We produced it on our own, wrote it and arranged it. So it's very much like our project and baby. And we're stoked to put it out in the world. And uh We've got a bunch of fun shows like lined up to support it. So, yeah, we just can't wait uh, to finally get it out there, you know. So so you're going to do shows throughout the fall uh, and spring or like what's the lineup look like going state to state across the country? What's what's the setup for what you're going to be doing? And by the way, we'll list all the all the shows and we'll have the um, web links to your site as well where we can find out where you're playing. So. Well, let's see, Avery, dude, do you know where we're going? I'm in charge of like the itinerary most of the time. So let's see, Avery, where are we going to support this? Oh, let's see here. Okay. So we're starting, we're starting in, let me try and not, my hands are free of the, of the calendar. Um, I can vouch, I can vouch for it. Uh, we got Beacon, New York. Uh, boom. I'm going to try and do it in order and I can't tell you the days, although we are starting on September 2nd in Beacon. I know that. Um, and then Madison, Connecticut. And then we're going down to the Nashville area and doing Madison, Tennessee, right? Uh, and we're making our way to Texas. I can't remember if there's anything between those, but I think we're playing in Austin first. 
No, I'm jumping okay. in. I'm <laughs> jumping. He did so good. He got two. Yeah. He was doing like a Karnak impression. Yeah. I, got... That was incredible. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I was nervous the whole yeah, time. Yeah, usually I, I need the calendar. <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm ready. I, I'm ready for it. Here we go. We got Beacon, New York, Madison, Connecticut, Madison, Tennessee, Capel, Texas, ah, yes. Austin, Texas, and then we make our way up to. Winfield, Kansas, for the infamous 50th anniversary of Walnut Valley Bluegrass Festival. Bluegrass! This place is legendary. It's going to be crazy. And then mm-hmm. we leave there uh, to go to a private event. Uh, Avery's getting yeah. married. And then after <laughs> oh, congratulations. That, yeah. And then after that, we're driving to North Carolina. We're going to IBMA, the International Bluegrass Music Association. We've got some showcases there, uh, a street performance show at the festival, and then we'll be touring all around North Carolina until we come home in October. Wow, that's great. Sounds like that's a full schedule, man. Yeah, that's just for just September and October in New York. For New York, folks, we'll give it out to you. We're playing at Rockwood Music Hall, stage two. On October 20th at 9.30 p.m. And that's an official release out. show. New York, New York. Yeah. I'll do my best to make that. Sick. As long as, yeah. it's, not a, as, long as it's not a school night. <laughs> We're canceling school the next day. Yeah. We called everybody. <laughs> I'm still yeah. being, ask my wife, I'm still being schooled. So, yeah. <laughs> Aren't we all? Hey, I got to ask you this about the recording process. Moving from having worked with uh, studio people and then doing it on your own. What, what, what's the difference? Uh, control um sometimes control i'd say time overall just the pressure okay um sometimes if you are paying for uh, a set oh, yeah. time the meters right, yeah if the meter's running uh it can uh alter not necessarily stifle but change the creativity um okay. and i'd say that that was that was the biggest thing we noticed difference wise um Cause then, and then you, uh, we did, we did get to work with a lot of great guests on this one too. So that was fun getting to do some remote recording. So that was, um, one difference that we didn't have to have people like come to the studio and record. Um, so that was cool. Uh, and then, yeah, it's funny though. The team itself is kind of the same (laughs) overall. You kind of build your, your community of, of folks who, um, know what you're after. Uh, as, as we're right. all discovering it. So, yeah. And since you've been together for so long, you've networked, you've been out at these festivals and I'm sure you've met people where, you know, I always am fascinated with like, how did so-and-so show up on your own? Oh, we just happened to hang out one day and we really clicked and we remembered each other and I knew he was good, at, you know, steel guitar player or whatever. And, and, you know, I find musicians, uh, as a general statement to be very gracious and, and giving, you know, and, uh, you we know, they, they, they kind of root for your success. You know, they find success in your success, I guess, uh, is, is my assumption. I'd you say know? the good so, ones um, do. Yeah. And, and you know what, there are divas out there for sure. You know, that, uh, I've run into a couple, not so far, not on the podcast. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just an interesting, um, dynamic you know uh that must be uh come about and a lot of times when i'll be talking to this may be a left field thing but when i talk to single artists you know the big question i ask are you a collaborative or you know a solo practitioner when it comes to writing music some are you know some are you know um hey i i really write the tunes but i work with a lyricist and you know 
you know, hundreds of miles away and he writes all my music and we collaborate that way, you know, and there are other people that's no, I, it's my thing, <laughs> you know, it's, it's all my, and that's, you know, it's all, it, I guess it's all good. I personally like the collaborative approach to things because you get all these different influences in and, and you know what, Max, you have a real benefit of people telling you when your music sucks. You know? I know. I'm so grateful for it, man. I love it. Yeah. Really? I, yeah, I, I do. I do. Because imagine if they lied to me and then I went and played in front of a ton of people this terrible, <laughs> shitty song, you know? Plus he's he's going he's gonna to play yeah. the podcast song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we invite people just to heckle. Right? <laughs> that's, that's good. And you know what? I found that with – it's a tiny thing for me. A little church group and trying to figure out personalities. We were all kind of thrown together. And I was, I was the beneficiary of a lot of great people. And we had to figure out, you know, when when Rob was talking to the vocalists and saying, hey, I, I'd like you to try this, not to take it personal, but, you know, see it as, as a growing thing. And it took a little while, but then it came about where, hey, you know what, he's, he's really not looking to criticize you. He's looking to make everything good, you know, even though there may be differences of opinion when it comes down to it. So um, yeah, keeping yeah. an eye on the game. Collaboration, man. I'm all about it. Hey, let's do this. Let's talk about the title track to your mm -hmm. album um tell me a little bit about that and we'll jump into that and talk about that um let our listeners hear this song sleeping dogs well i'll i'll start by saying it's a play on that old adage let sleeping dogs lie just let them lie right and um, right similar to the the self-discovery and selves discovery that uh we were experiencing in the last few years, uh, not just us, of course, but everyone, mm -hmm. uh, it kind of dawned on us collectively that, uh, it's kind of the opposite needs to happen in order for us to survive. <laughs> we need to kind of right, face right. things head on and, uh, wake those sleeping dogs for a second. Just have them move over an inch. You know, you're, my foot's asleep. Got <laughs> <laughs> Some sleeping dogs can be dead dogs. And right, you never know. Yeah, if you don't move them. He's just sleeping. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, there's maybe a follow up song yeah, and a more credit. I, I, I was going to say, go. man, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Works. I think you write that yeah. song. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know, Montana's getting married. It's, I know it's going to move from a trio to foursome. Yeah. <laughs> I, could see it. I could see it happening. You know, so if you need, you know, I see in the future that. Musical groups are going to need a podcast hope to help influence their music. Uh, I just see it coming. You know that, and when electricity stops, those two things will happen at the same time. We'll be back to AM radio. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for the day, man. I'm waiting for the day. <laughs> All right, hey, everybody, check out Sleeping Dogs, and we'll be right back after this.
everybody we are back we just heard the title track of damn tall buildings new album out september 9th called sleeping dogs and let me tell you guys it was really a lot of fun chatting with you uh and it's it's one of those things i really can't wait to meet you guys uh in person likewise and and, and see you see you play live when you come back to new york after your uh whirlwind tour here and uh i wish you all the best uh in this um thank you and i look forward to meeting sasha i guess i don't know if she'll see me yeah. know. she's gonna seek you out after we told that story yeah, yeah, yeah she will right yeah who's threatening me on right. twitter yeah. oh some <laughs> sasha lady <laughs> any anyway guys thanks so much for your time i end my podcast a lot like this a good friend told me you know what we can account for what we have in the bank and what we own. Never can account for what uh, time we have left on this earth. The fact that you guys gave me more more than an hour. We worked through some kinks with the uh, the technical part on my problem, my side. So it's been a real pleasure. Likewise. And, uh, Same, thank man. you for the time. Yeah, thank right. you as well. Thank you. All right. Be well, everybody. Peace. Thank you for joining us today. I appreciate the time you spent with us. Please subscribe and comment and visit us at gigdestiny.com. Till next time, be generous with your joy, keep your spirits high, and let the music take you on a journey. Be well. Peace. Thanks so much for listening. Please rate, review, and comment on the show. We really love to hear from you. And call our listener line at 631-800-3579. Again, thanks so much. Be well.